Thank you for choosing your Extra Tech podcast. Be sure to check out the links and sponsors in the description. I am joined today by special guest uh, Rachel Ward, uh, radiation therapist. So she's going to tell us a little bit about herself and about her field. Uh, so welcome, Rachel. Thank you for joining yeah. us. No, thank you. I am Rachel. I am a radiation therapist, and I currently work in skin cancer at a dermatology office in Long Beach, California. Wow, Long Beach, uh, California. How cool is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Michigan, too, so it's, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Wow. So 2017, right? Uh, you finished the program. And, mm-hmm. and how's your experience so far uh, in the field? I love it. Yeah. I've worked in, I'm, I've only worked in California, aside from doing clinical rotations in Detroit throughout school, but I moved here and started in private practice and large cancer centers throughout Southern California. Loved it. But I was looking for a full-time position and I stumbled across a dermatology office that needed a radiation therapist full-time. And that's where I've been ever since. And I love it. Wow. I wouldn't, could not pick a different career. Cool, cool. So dermatology, so that's a specialist in skin, yes, nails, and hair, right? Yes, primarily skin. Primarily skin. Our office is mostly acne and skin cancers. I had never been to a dermatologist before in my life. I never went as a kid, never even had a skin check. Now I do not. You need to have your skin checked. Okay. But I never did before I started working there, and I knew nothing. I didn't even know how to wash my face properly, apparently. But <laughs> it's, there is so much to learn through dermatology. It's, I have, so I'm working with Douglas Almer and James Wu. And Dr. Almer has been in practice for over, I want to say 40 years. So he is an gr- amazing mentor to teach me everything that this is what it is and this is why we're doing it this way. So I've been learning about skin cancers, precancers, what you can do before. Before you develop a skin cancer I started working there and I had acne and wow. they, it's 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 amazing I I don't know why I never had gone to a dermatologist before but I'm I'm sold they're amazing they're wow. so knowledgeable so you said pre-skin care right I mean skin cancers before they develop fully into skin cancers Um, are precancers, which are actinic keratosis, sebring keratosis. It's just before it fully goes rogue. And so there's treatments to do. One of our big ones in our office is photodynamic therapy. I have personally done it. Probably didn't need it as much as some other people, but it is a chemical called levulin that they put on your face and it's absorbed into the, um, the cells that are damaged and then it's activated by a light. And so the act light activation destroys those cells and those precancers are no longer an issue. So it's a nice thing to help kind of get people who do are more prone to skin cancers and who have seen me as here, let's try this option to see if we can prevent skin cancers from getting to this level again. Mm, okay. Wow. It's fun, but it's definitely effective. Effective. Wow. And this is all done there at the same office. Yep. What are some, you know, things that, that can maybe cause uh, cancers? Like Definitely the sun. And I mean, even just damage from, I mean, that's how like cancers happen is damage to a cell. Mm. I mean, obviously the number one is UV exposure, ultraviolet light, but that's, I mean, that's one of the main things that if you're going to help 
how do I prevent getting that right. sunscreen and staying out of the sun the best you can. I mean, right. I live in Southern California. I'm not saying hide in your house, but right. wearing sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Sunscreen. Is there maybe like a recommendation? The one I use is SPF 46. So okay. Dr. Almer prefers everything to be above a 40, but he, he believes that after 48, you kind of lose that. I mean, right. it's an exponential uh, um, curve on how they're, the SPF works. So when you get up to the SPF 100, right. it's, it's not that much greater than wearing an SPF 46. That's, okay. And that's what I wear every day. Um, I know one of the things that you suggested on your Instagram is uh, avoid uh, tanning beds. Yes. Right? Yes. I, yes. Beds. I was a tanning bedder in Michigan and <laughs> I wish I would not have, but that's what we didn't know better. I mean, Jersey Shore was what everybody watched on TV. I mean, sure. you were in gym tan laundry, like everybody learned you use a tanning bed to look better. And now it's like, that's not the case. Darker, the getting your skin to just be fried is not better. Like right. there's nothing better about that. True. I mean, you get the vitamin D from the actual sun. You don't get vitamin D from a tanning bed. I know you also suggest uh, long sleeves, right? Hats. Oh yeah. I mean, they make SPF clothing even. I mean, everybody should see a dermatologist at least once a year to have a skin exam. But if you're more prone or have a family history of skin cancers, then they recommend more recent, more um, frequent visits. So six months is if you have a history or family history. And then if you are prone and have had melanomas or skin cancers, they recommend closer to three months, every three months to come in. So it's just watching those moles and even things that just don't seem like they're healing. Like there's probably something wrong. Uh, is there maybe like a common area, like a more common area? You know, like I do a lot of noses and ears. Is that right? Noses and yeah. ears. I mean, if you're going to miss any, if you're putting sunscreen on, you might miss your ear. True. So that's one place that a lot of people seem to be, like that seems to be common right now. I probably have seven of my 37 patients are all ears and then wow. throughout the rest of the body. The face is the most common. Do you see it in, in both ears or, you know, like left. the left ear is the more common? The left is their driving side. So That's right. Unless you're like a post, post um, delivery guy, like a mailman, then maybe you're right because you're on the weird British kind of car True. side where you're <laughs> on the right hand side. But yeah, no, in America, it's the left side. So tint your windows, right? <laughs> right. And tint even your wow. you can, if your state has that whole regulation with tint specific tints if you're prone to skin cancers you can get a doctor's note to get darker tints so yeah there you go for hey. the people who don't think the dermatologist is cool you can get darker tints by going to the dermatologist there you go he'll hook you up right, he'll hook right? You up. <laughs> and then if you get pulled over for him being too dark you have a doctor's note you got a doctor's hey my doctor told me my, my doctor, doctor told me i have to have dark tints sorry <laughs> somebody comes in they're here to see you what, what, what is that, that process like? So when, when somebody gets put on to doing superficial radiation, they can't just come to me. I have to, as with any other radiation prescription, it's being used as therapeutic. It's a medically prescribed treatment. So they will see one of the doctors or our nurse practitioner. And then once they have a biopsy done, just like with any other radiation, you have to have it proven to be a cancer before you can use radiation on it. Okay. Then with whatever biopsy 
it, we have the pathology and the depth of it, and we determine how much radiation, what level, what energy, and how many treatments it's going to take to eliminate that. Then once the doctor has picked out the prescription, then that's when they come see me and I do the treatment planning. I kind of get all the shielding ready and then I, their patient is with me for 10 to 14 treatments in our office. 10 to 14 treatments. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, is the 14 treatments like the more severe cases? Or? Not necessarily. It okay. just depends on the skin type, the high, the level of energy we have to use to get rid of that skin cancer and just the, honestly, the person and like their availability to come in. If they can't come in as frequently, we may have to go a little bit longer just to make sure that we're getting all of those cells. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like 30 seconds. So 30 seconds. Terrible. Yeah. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Wow. It takes longer to park your car than for me to treat your skin cancer. Is that right? Yep. Wow. Okay, so you're barely at the hello, welcome, and how you doing? And okay, yeah, we're done. I have to create more of a comedy show to fill up their other nine minutes and thirty seconds of their appointment window, but I can manage. Is is there a difference from treatment one to treatment ten or treatment fourteen? No, they're okay. fractionated, so I have an overall dose, and then I am breaking it up into ten to fourteen treatments, and then each dose, each treatment is identical. Hmm. unless at some point we decide to change the prescription, but normally identical. Normally identical. Wow. And, and so you see the results pretty, pretty right, like soon or? Pretty quick. Usually pretty the, what happens is they kind of develop a sunburn looking area because the radiation is causing basically a sunburn and it develops over maybe the first four treatments or so and stays pretty red throughout the treatment. Some people will notice that if you're doing 14, maybe by the 12th treatment, it's starting to fade. So wow. it just depends on everybody's skin. Did it, did it take long to learn the equipment? In school, you do a, you watch a participatory, um, your, what is it? Your board recommendations that you have to do the participatory um, superficial and you have to just kind of see how it goes and, observe it. When I came into the office during my interview, they're like, this is the machine you're going to use. I'm like, okay. I'm like, there's like eight different buttons. I was like, I'm sure I can figure it out. And then I watched the therapist who was there before me for two days. And by the end of the second day, I already had the hang of it. It's um, not that difficult to do um, superficial, especially when you've been working with something like the big cancer centers, like we have a tomotherapy and when you do that kind of thing, you can pretty much manage a right. superficial Wow. Okay. So, and some of that equipment is pretty large, right? Like in radiation therapy, it could take a pretty good size. What about the machine you, uh, you work with? Is that like a smaller? I can roll it around the room. You can it's roll it around. Mobile. I mean, it's probably, I mean, it's still probably pretty heavy. I don't try to pick it up, but it's maybe six feet tall and it's a box looks no different than like a mini fridge kind of size. Like it rolls around the table. I can easily treat somebody's leg and then roll it up to their head. Wow. It's pretty compact. That's the wow. nice thing. So they haven't always had these machines available. So the dermatology offices haven't been able to have these in their own office. They would refer out to a cancer center. Okay. So now they can have them in word. I'm just in an, next to an exam room. We have a special room just for the radiation machine. And I'm in my own office next to where he's doing biopsies. So it's very convenient. 
Very convenient. So you don't, you don't have to, if you're a patient, you don't have to go here, come back. You walk down the hallway. Walk down the hallway. It's all right there. I'm right down the hall. Some of the coolest radiology shirts, underscrubs, notebooks, and stickers are available at my website, yourxraytech.com. Check it out.